Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Oh, yes, and what a lovely Saturday it is, Bryce Gibbs. We're coming to you from a very special location, but of course, thanks to our friends at Solitaire Automotive, the Volvo XC60 now in stock at Volvo Cars Adelaide, the smarter Volvo XC60 available for immediate delivery. Test drive today, Volvo Cars Adelaide. We're powered by Lumo Energy, but Bryce Gibbs, where the hell are we? Tommy Lyon, we're on the road this morning, and <laughs> yeah. I'm very excited about it. The sun's shining, and we're copying a lot of it, because we are sitting at the southern end of Harbortown as we speak. Yes, it's a lovely location and a lovely setup, I've got to say. The sun, though, is blaring right to our eyes, so right now we are officially blind, but Harbortown, mate, I've got so many good memories from this place, and I've got to say, if you're a person that cares about money, which I say would be most people in this uh, financial downturn that we're experiencing at the moment, then you would want to be heading to Harbortown to get any of your goods, particularly those uh, fashion basics as we head into autumn and winter, Bryce. You're a fashionable man. You know, the white T-shirts, the dressy jeans. What what would be something that you'd be looking for from Harbortown? Oh, just the big brands are down here too, aren't <laughs> yeah. they? The, the heavy hitters and, yeah, come down and, and grab a bargain and, yeah, I'll... Shop down here many a times. Yeah. Tommy to come down and get a new pair of skinny jeans, maybe yes. with the uh, you know the the holes in them at the knees and a couple yeah. of a nice pair of boots for uh, for the winter. Yeah, There's plenty of options. Tommy. With heels, expose a bit of skin <laughs> with the. Jo- I've I've had experiences being dragged from shop to shop to shop trying to find the right pair, and uh, because it's Harbour Town, I always do find the right pair. We got Under Armour right next to us as well. For those of you who want to get your fitness gear, they are the tip toppity top, the best of the best, Bryce. But look, big show up ahead. Um, Australia versus India. That was one of the most dramatic, intense, uh, entertaining games of cricket I've ever seen. Do you reckon they were nervous? Even though they had only 70-odd runs to make in that final innings, there would have been that little bit of doubt in the back of their mind. Because they were one for... None at one stage. Yeah, when I Aussie think. got out, I thought, here we go. This is going to be They're another collapse. They're meltdown. They but, are uh, going to Our boy, up. Travis Head, who they dropped, which mm. they shouldn't have, and they yeah. should never drop again. <laughs> he just went whack. Uh, and they made it comfortably, one by mm. nine wickets, obviously. But uh, fantastic for the Aussie cricketers to get a yeah. win over in India. But I'm still not 100% happy and we might touch on that a little bit later. Well, let's touch on it now because I want to introduce a new thing we're doing called a fail of the week. Now, this could be a fail in your personal life or it could be a fail that you've witnessed uh, in throughout the week in sport. Have you got anything for me, Bryce? Well, that was the sort of the road I was going yeah, down, Tommy. Yeah, I right. thought so. Dead rubber. Dead rubber. The series was on the line in the first two tests and we didn't come to play. Yeah. We... Gave no resistance. We dished up rubbish. Now, we win the third test when it all means nothing. <laughs> to me, although we have won... It's irrelevant. That's a fail. 
Yeah. That, that's a fail in my eyes. That makes, well, me, that, that makes me upset. It makes me frustrated that we had opportunities. to win. We hadn't won in India for a long, long time. Since 2004. We've showed that we can win. Obviously, different circumstances at different on different wickets and, and different personnel in the side. But they, uh, they come to play when it means nothing, essentially. Yeah, that, that is uh, a bit of a tinge with sadness off the back of that win because they could have easily done that in the second test. They had it in their hands. But look, nonetheless, first win since 2004. So as an Aussie fan, you've got to be excited about that. Now, Bryce, my fail, we're going to do this every week. My fail was I was with my two little ones during the week, uh, Donnie and Joan, lovely. It was one of those nights where you got to get takeaway food because I was buggered. I couldn't cook. We pulled into a local uh, porto. And the chicken is excellent there. And <laughs> <laughs> nice and tender and they're, juicy they're, chicken. They are another one of our sponsors for today. Um, a Porto chicken. You know how they've got those little rate me sections? You know, they've got them in a few OTRs. They've got smiley faces. Ah, uh, the colour. It's like a traffic light. Traffic light. you got green, your green to yeah. reds. Rate, your, rate the service in this venue today. Rate the service. Yeah, that's yep. it. Now, I'm I'm losing track of where Donnie had gone and uh, because I'm trying to follow Joan. She's running along this. She's literally running back and forth along all the chairs around a porto. And uh, a few minutes, where's Donnie? And I see him right next to the ratings thing. He's pressing the red button like unsatisfied. Poor service. Poor service. Again and again. He, he's oblivious to what that even means. But, uh, yeah, just an apologies to the Porto in the city. Um, I know you guys had excellent service. I hope that my son's uh, behaviour hasn't affected your employment. Well, mate, maybe he didn't get what he ordered, Tommy. Maybe you didn't. He said, Dad, can no. I have this, yeah. this and this off the menu? And you've said no. Yeah. So maybe he wasn't happy with the service. Can I have ice cream? No, Dunny. They don't do that at a Porto. They just do the best chicken that you can possibly get. Can I have a McFlurry, please? <laughs> no, that's the wrong, the wrong fast food chain. Not happening. Hey, Adelaide played West Coast last night. They did. It was a good game for Adelaide. Adelaide fans get excited. I don't think you could get too carried away because it's the preseason. I remember one year, didn't Carlton yes. win the preseason cup? Just let's and keep a last. lid on things. It was a good performance by the yeah. Crows last night. But you're right. I mean, we went. There was a year we won the NAB Cup or Wizard Cup or whatever it was, and I think we won round one as well, and then yeah. went to lose maybe 17 games in a row or something like that. Was so. that the year Fev ate like four McChicken burgers? <laughs> Before playing, uh, that's the Did first you, I've heard of that. Yeah, actually. yeah. He uh, in his first year, I think it was, ate okay. uh, several McChickens before playing in a Wizard Cup, and uh, I don't think they recommend that as like a health choice for <laughs> for the elite athletes nowadays. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was a good game by Adelaide. Darcy Fogarty looks like he's um, he's on the up. Matthew Nix actually touched on Darcy Fogarty's game last night. Jace, if we can just hear what Matthew Nix had to say. Yeah, it was it's, it was so pleasing to see him again perform. Um, I mean, he he would be at the moment the the one player that you would refer to of where our team is is hopefully getting to, and you know right throughout. I think if we go back, you know, say six or nine months ago, you know, people were wondering what was going on, but he's done an incredible job off his own bat. You know, it's it's on him, and I've I've said that. Yeah, he's uh, looking sharp and fit. 
Yeah, well, he sort of put the writing on the wall last year, didn't he? It looked mm-hmm. like the penny had dropped for, for Darcy Fogarty. And we've spoken about him at length over the last 12 months, and it's good to see him back it up again already in this preseason. You're right, he looks fit, he looks strong. And uh, he's going to be a, a headache for a lot of opposition defences this year, which is which is great to see because he's got a, obviously got a lot of talent, mm. but you can just see the, the hard work and the dedication he's put in behind that as well. Yeah, all, and the thing I liked, he was all the way up the ground taking marks to kind of link up and then obviously he's kicking those goals, outmarking Jeremy McGovern a couple of times. That was really impressive. And now Frio versus Port. Port didn't play very well, but again, what do you, how do you read into these preseason games? I was just having a peruse online and there were a lot of unhappy Port fans, you know, Hinkley out, give him a couple of weeks and he's gone. I mean... Yeah, that contract is a, is a real worry if they lose a couple of games. But, I mean, how much do you read into that game with Port, Bryce? How much do I read into pre-season games full stop? Equilibrium, Tommy. Yeah. It's never as good as what it, <laughs> what it seems, and yeah. it's never as bad as what it seems. Totally. So it's somewhere in the middle, right? Port obviously have put up a couple of subpar performances mm. by their standards. Yes, they would have liked to play well, and, you know, the, a lot of their inside 50 uh, delivery has been questioned, and absolutely they would have liked to fix that up. But, you know, you, for the first time you're playing against opposition, you're playing against opposition intensity uh, yeah. as we're getting closer to round one, and mistakes are going to be made. Um, you, you're trying to iron out a, a lot of a lot of things that you've been working on over the preseason. So you know, they're obviously not quite happy w- w- with where they're at, but let's judge both teams on how they start the season in the first three, four, five games yeah, is, is totally. what I'm saying. I'd see Port in the category of really, you know, when really good teams kind of don't tr- fully try in in those preseason games because they don't want to get injured. I, I feel like Port weren't trying as hard as they possibly could. Um, and a couple more things that fascinate me that we're going to touch on in today's show. Uh, firstly, we have got an exclusive interview with Travis Head coming all the way from India with Bharat Sundaresan. So that's coming up just after 10. Our boy, Travis Head, we have got... Yeah, Travis, thank you for uh, <laughs> including yourselves. Um, Travis Head is going to talk all about how he's feeling, how that innings went and uh, what Australia's plans are for the rest of the series with Bharat Sundaresan later in the show. So that is unmissable. And we are going to pull apart this new Stan documentary, which I know you love, Bryce, these Stan and Amazon documentaries where they follow the players around. You had a bit of an experience when Amazon followed you around? We did, and I'm, and I'm all for these documentaries, just not here in Australia. <laughs> I, just, I just, I don't think, I don't think they've worked. Yeah. To be Sometimes honest. Sometimes it's a bit lame, like, you know, it's meant to be fly on the wall, but they know the cameras are there. Yeah. Um, and, and you're right, I was privy to this pretty closely when um, I think Amazon followed about six clubs yeah. around for the preseason. Yeah. I think uh, Sloney was followed around from, from the Crows and mm. they, they filmed a lot in and out of the club through that COVID period, which we can touch on a little bit later. But uh, yeah, just, yeah, I'm not sure how real and how raw yeah. it actually is. I liken it to home and away. They they had one scene where Jack Bowes was down at the beach with his girlfriend. Good morning, few punters rolling through this morning. That's really good to see. <laughs> um, making funny gestures like the two ladies who crossed before. Thank you very much for that. Um, what was I saying, Bryce? We're talking about home and away, Tom. <laughs> 
the stand, Doco, very similar to Home and Away. Uh, Jack Bose was on, on the beach with his girlfriend and you could listen to Home and Away and it sounds exactly the same. But Bryce, up next, we are going to dissect the Crows' five-year plan. Do these plans ever work? Well, I've got a couple of questions for you, Tommy, that I'm keen to get your thoughts on. But, yeah, they've, they've come out and made a couple of bold, bold statements, the Adelaide Crows, yeah. after declaring that they're now debt-free since the, the pandemic and, and are on track to do amazing things. So we'll, we'll touch on a couple of their points and just see if they're, they're actually going to be realistic or not. I'm interested to hear your views on this, Bryce. You've got a bit of a tension in your forehead right now about this one. So we're going to be covering the Crows' five-year plan up next. Positives and negatives. We're coming to you from Harbour Town, and it is a lovely morning. The sun is shining and people are buzzing about already. And we're here for our friends at Volvo, Solitaire Automotive, the Volvo XC60, now in stock at Volvo Cars Adelaide, the smarter Volvo XC60, available for immediate delivery. Test drive today, Volvo Cars Adelaide. It's 8.46. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Oh, yes, good morning. Good to be with you. Coming from our very special location, our new friends at Harbour Town. And uh, it's lovely surroundings today. We are in amongst the Under Armour shop with all their beautiful products for all your running and sporting needs. And we are right next to a lovely vehicle from our friends at Solitaire. Of course, Solitaire Automotive, the Volvo XC60, now in stock at Volvo Cars Adelaide. The smarter Volvo XC60 is available for immediate delivery test drive today. Volvo Cars Adelaide. Bryce, it's going to be a nice top of about 28, 29 degrees today you feeling that sun yet certainly are and it's uh it's that time of year where all the the practice matches of footy are starting to come the trial games obviously mm. in the afl but the sandfall are obviously kicking off today as well yeah. with a, a lot of games happening around the state so are you playing uh yeah south are playing yeah yeah, yeah but we're playing westies playing? down at flinders university stadium i'm not playing today uh just save it for the, the yeah, real bit stuff of a rest. in April, yeah. mate. Yeah, it's okay. still a bit, bit early for me to, to get out of bed. Like like they do with um, the Gary Ablets and the, the Nick Rewalks. <laughs> yeah, so rest them. We'll, we'll, we'll go with that, <laughs> sure. Now, these are strategic, it's a time of declarations as well, Bryce, at the start of the year. Big, bold declarations are happening. Good morning. And they like to outline these strategic plans for the Crows especially, they've just released this strategic plan, Bryce, and you love it. So tell me about this, Tommy. As a, you're a Crows, a Crows fan, a Crows nuffy, I like to call you. Yeah. You're right into Thank it. Thank you. You, you play, pay plenty of attention to, to what's happening. Just I want your initial thoughts when yeah. they came out, the club announced this, this five-year five year plan called Earn the Pride. Yeah. And they've got four or five key points that they want to tick off in the next five years. Just your initial thoughts before we dissect it. Well, to be honest, I didn't even notice it come through. And that's a lovely backing track we've got coming from one of the shops behind us, if you can hear the music. And I think it suits perfectly for this discussion, Bryce. They've said a premiership for the AFL team in the next five years, a sustained AFLW success, membership of 100,000, community programs, rah, 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 rah. Um, it's sort of just, it just kind of passes me by and I go, okay, I mean, how are you kept accountable for these sorts of things? Because you throw it out there and nobody really remembers and comes back to it. So you don't really pay much attention to it? You're not, you're not sitting there at the end of each year going, oh, are we on track for our 
for this point or for that point? No, I didn't note it down in my journal okay. um, to keep it to keep track. But yeah, it's interesting. I know Richmond came out with one a few years ago, but how do, how do you view this, Bryce? Well, Richmond did come out a few years ago and probably set the the precedent in, in this sort of space, didn't they? Didn't they? And let's be honest, they were a basket case back then, and <laughs> yeah. we, everyone sort of thought, "Geez, are they going to be able to?" do this and to their credit they actually went away and and fulfilled all of it pretty well most of it if not all of it but there were a few other clubs as well that have put strategic plans together and have been absolutely nowhere near it so I'm talking about (laughs) even uh so Hawthorne in 2017 said they want to win two flags by 2021. Oh, good Lord. Was that around the time, I think, not long after that, Kennett said, just as Clarko was leaving, they're, they're going to be finals contenders by 2022, 2023. Well, I tell you what, they haven't played in a final series since 2017, <laughs> so they are way off the mark. Yeah. Carlton, Mike Carlton declared it in uh, 2011, called it the blueprint. <laughs> oh, two no. flags by 2015. Did that work out? Still yet to play <laughs> in a final series in that time. And they sacked two coaches in that time as yeah. well. So that hasn't gone to plan. Port Adelaide, down, down the road at yeah. Alberton. In 2021, only last or oh, two years ago, they declared they want to win three flags God in five damn. years. So many flags Koshy in came such out a short and said, of time. Are they Are they on track to that? Well, maybe, but they would want to bloody hurry up, I would yeah. have thought. So what I'm trying to say is, do these strategic plans work? And are, are they, are they, are they just, uh, is it just a bit of a fluff? Like, seriously. So the, so the Adelaide Crows, their, their points, yeah. that they've come out and said, and you mentioned a couple of them, the, the AFL team to win a premiership in the next five years, concluding in the year 2027, yeah. have sustained AFL W success, highlighted by a fourth flag. I mean, that's easy. Probably. A membership tally of 100,000 people. Now, what do they count for the, when they do those membership I'm going to tallies? touch on that in a minute, Tony. <laughs> Community <laughs> programs accessible to 100,000 participants yep. and relocate the entire club base by the end of 2026. So maybe let's touch on a couple of these points and see whether they're realistic mm. uh, and, and can these be achieved by the Crows. So let's start with the relocation to the club. To well... That, that looks like it'll, it'll yeah. go, get on track, right? I think that's an easy one. That, that is an easy one. There, there might be some delays with builds and materials and, you know, getting permits and working with the community around that. Yeah. That might take a little bit of time, but you'd think they could be set up and moved into that's it. That their one new feels facility like by then. the equivalent of me saying, have a coffee today. So that, they're going to do it. We can tick that off? Yeah. Okay, safe to say. Community programs accessible for 100,000 participants. I'd say that's that's pretty achievable as well. That I'd know the the community team down at the Adelaide Football Club do an amazing job okay. out in the community, running programs uh, for for all kids and um, a wide range yeah, of yeah. people, uh, and they do a very good job. So okay. I, th- I think that's pretty pretty achievable as well. Seems achievable. Another sort of intangible one, like how do you count a hundred thousand people for that? I don't know, but yeah, they they run a good community program down there at Adelaide. A sustained AFLW success. So the AFLW Crow side have set the bar in terms of their program, their little dynasty that they created over the last seven Mm. or eight years. Can that be sustained, you think, Tommy? 
I think that's another easy one. That's about that's similar to saying, are you going to have dinner later on, Bryce? They're most likely odds on going to do it again. I so you the think AFLW. they can win a flag in the next five years? Uh, AFLW? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. That's I think, easy. I think they will be in and around the mark. I yeah. think it's going to get a lot harder, harder for them to win one because the competition's catching up. Yeah. They were by far the, the best team in the comp for a very long time. Uh, had a lot of the best players. Now we've seen other teams start poaching their good players and yeah. other programs in the, the AFLW comp uh, are raising each and every year. Mm. So it's certainly going to be a lot harder for them, but I still think they're going to be relevant and playing finals and being in the conversation for, for the next period of time. A membership tally of 100,000 people. Now, does that include pets? Well, it's not. it's not stated. It's not stated that... 100,000 full memberships. Yeah. So if they get you know, the best part of 70,000, 80,000, are they going to start adding, as you said, three-game memberships, interstate memberships, pet memberships? Cats and dogs. Like memberships that can inflate these numbers. Well, I know Collingwood did that. They were, they were adding in all sorts to get to the 100K mark. So I say they will be, but... You know, it, give, it gives them something to holler about to everyone. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, they, they should make it a little clearer, I say, on what that actually means. Like, delineate what 100,000 members is. Is it legitimate yeah. or is it really 70,000 proper ones? Well, and obviously and the Adelaide Oval fits 55, 60,000 members yeah. or seats. People. So not everyone can go to the footy. So why would you... Be a member. Necessarily want to buy a membership when you know you're going to be watching it on TV. So well, that shows they're definitely including the three game. Well, ones. yeah, there you go. But yeah. they, that wasn't outlined specifically in the said in the statement. And okay. the last one, Tommy, which yeah. I'm interested to get your thoughts on this: the AFL team to win a premiership in the next five years. Can the Adelaide Crows win a flag within five years? Well, the straight answer to that is yes. It's a possibility. Uh, but, you know, again, it's a wizard Who knows if that's going to happen? But, look, good of them to throw that out there. It's an interesting comparison when you look at the list that Richmond had when they made that announcement sort of early 2017, the sort of A-graders they had in their side. And the players that Adelaide have, who I think could be A-graders by the time 2025 rolls around. I'm going to reel them off for you, Bryce, Okay. You tell me if you agree or not. <laughs> okay. Okay. Based on potential, yeah, right. of course. Yeah, sure. Jake Saligo, based on potential. Do you reckon he's going to be an A grader? Absolutely. Okay. okay. Yeah. Quick, he's a question mark for question me. Question mark. A, yep. Isaac Rankin. Yes. Yep. yep. Okay, that's agree a tick. With that. Yep. Now, we're comparing this to, obviously, Dusty Barton, Trent Koch, and Tom Lynch, all of those guys. Uh, Riley Tilthorpe. Potential to be an A grader, yes. Yep, potential. Yep. There we go, Josh Rochelle. Potential to be an A grader, yes. Yep. And Bear, I reckon Barry will be thereabouts. Uh, He'll be up there. Question mark. Question mark. For me. But there you go. There, there's, there's a whole, and of course, we got Jordan Dawson as well. So there's a whole bunch of players He'll there. He'll be sort of be, towards the end of it. I, still, yeah. I don't think the Crows can win a flag in the next five years. Well, I reckon they can. I don't think they can. I think, I think the Crows... I think the Crows are more likely to not play finals for the next five years Whoa. than they are to win a flag in the next five years. That is such a, st- a remarkable statement, Bryce oh, Gibbs. I, and it's not going to be popular, but <laughs> people, 
the crows the crows fans will probably come at me and and think that uh I'm still a little bit flat from from my personal dealings, but that's not the case. <laughs> I, I'm just calling it as I see it, and I, I don't think not being a I, sour puss, look, not being a big a big sour puss. <laughs> um, I I can't, I can't see him winning a flag in the next five years. I don't oh. think the the list is in the right spot to launch. That they, yeah. that still needs a lot of work, and I still think their best players are are, are their their veterans, the older ones, Tex. Sloney's going to have an impact when he comes back. Smithers is towards the end. Um, Rory Laird's getting older and older by the year as well. Mm. You take them out of the side, they drop away pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. That, look, I, I acknowledge your point, but I strongly disagree. I, I reckon they are a red-hot chance for a flag. Say in a few years' time, the nucleus of the side is, is there of the kids. They do need, obviously, to add some of that spark and class on the outside. But the nucleus is there. And, and I, look... Did you watch the preseason game last night, Bryce? They should be flag favourites now for this year. Well, yeah, obviously, if you uh, you did watch it and you do read into the the preseason and practice matches, yeah, you probably do have the Crows in the top four. But uh, unfortunately, that game meant nothing. They didn't get any points for it. So, so your, your summary is the strategic plan is garbage. I think there's a couple of ones they could just easily tick off there, but yeah. uh, time will tell whether they can get this done. But uh, I'm I don't, I don't think. They'll be winning a flag in the next five years. Very good. Very strong from Bryce Gibbs there. We've got to get to the news right now, but we are here for our good friends at Solitaire Automotive. And we're at Harbour Town. Get on down and say hello if you can and get yourself a bargain. If you care about money, shop at Harbour Town. Uh, the Volvo XC60 is now in stock at Volvo Cars Adelaide. The smarter Volvo XC60 is available for immediate delivery. Test drive today, Volvo Cars Adelaide. It's 902. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Inside 50 for the Crows. Fogarty threw his weight around. Now to Walker. First look at it. Points it towards goal and it drifts all the way through. McAdam. Things parted for him. Allows him to drive it in. Fogarty. Strong one-on-one mark opposed to Barris. Called to go. Confusion raining everywhere as it's fed back to Keys. It just goes lazily off the left and slots it through. Turnover coming. And it'll be the Crows who can punish. Another turnover in the defensive half by West Coast. And Berry helps himself this time. Back in the middle, O'Brien. The follow-up from Saligo was good. O'Brien keeps it moving. Rankin to Laird. In a wave, they run the Crows. And launch yet another attack at goal. McAdam with it. McAdam's quick. He'll want to try and take them on with a bounce. A little goose step to get away. He beat two of them. Fed it through to Fogarty. Crows just willing it forward. Brown, they've got options everywhere. Walker will share it with Keys. He'll put that one down to McAdam. And he beat two opponents out on the wing. Advantage. Advantage will be taken by the Crows. Keys stepped around and then he fights Walker again. And he's got the chance to cash in late. 32 years of age. And he's finishing superb. A couple of the highlights there from the Adelaide West Coast game last night with the Crows putting in a, a very good performance to finish off their pre-season. Uh, you're listening to Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon coming at you live from Harbour Town. Bit of an OB this week. We're here 
for the Volvo CX60, now in stock at Volvo Cars Adelaide, the smarter Volvo CX60, available for immediate delivery. Test drive today, Volvo Cars Adelaide. Now, we're down the southern end yes. of Harbortown, Tommy. Uh, a few patrons are about to walk in as a, a lot of the shops are starting to open now. So if you are in and around Harbortown or heading down in the next little bit of time, come say good day. We, uh, we're broadcasting live out of the front of Under Armour and Adidas as well. Yeah, very nice, Bryce. We are seeing a few shopping enthusiasts roll through, uh, particularly if, uh, very fashionable people looking to get a bargain, I reckon. Um, so, so we sp- just spoke about the uh, Crows five-year plan, yes. Tommy, strategic plan. And as I mentioned, they're, they're coming for me off the text line already, <laughs> Bryce. We get that you're bitter with about the crows, but will it kill you to say something positive about them? It's hard to listen as you are so spiteful about the club. They could win a flag in the next five years, and you would still find a negative. So I understand wow, people we. are probably not happy with that. But look, I have got nothing against the crows. My situation is got nothing to do with this. Separate. I've still got to call it how I see it, and that's my opinion on the situation. If the crows win a flag. In the next five years, I will come out and say, I'm sorry, I got that one wrong, and I hope they do. I've still got a lot of good friends in that organisation and speak to them regularly, so I wish them all the best, but uh, Mm. that's just my opinion on the matter. I love that, Bryce. You're, fall, you're falling into sort of Cane Corns territory there with a couple of these texts <laughs> hey, that I'm if, seeing on the text I, line. If I get down that path, you really pull me out of here, please. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep you accountable, don't you worry. And, uh, and I'm keeping you accountable on the Crows as well because they uh, undoubtedly, for mine, are going to win a flag in the next five years or at least a chance of getting through a few prelims, a grand final. And... Yesterday's performance was a pretty nice, Bryce, although it was pre-season. Now, it was an absolute domination, of course. It was against West Coast, so who knows how good it actually was because West Coast, for me, are going to be a bottom four team. How about you? Well, again, it's it's too early to tell in the season. Obviously, the teams are still a bit rusty, still working out a few things, still trying players in different positions, Tommy. So... Uh, it's not a, a full reflection, but um, they still did what they had to do, the Crows, uh, and they, they will get a little bit of confidence leading into round one in a couple of weeks. Yeah, so they won 111-52. to 52. A few of their best players, obviously Fogarty and Keys were in amongst that. Laird always gets a lot of the ball. Dawson was just mopping it up, and Hinge played very well as well, just running up and down the wing, running those lines. Now, tell me this, Bryce, something... We've got a few takeaways, but one of the ones that I noticed was their thirst for chasing and thirst for pressure. It kind of snowballed. It, it was like once they got a few turnovers from the pressure, their enthusiasm got higher and higher uh, as that went along. Can you explain that to, for our listeners for, as a mindset when you're a player? Because it can be hard to get going with the defensive pressure. But once a few turnovers start happening, you see the results. Can that sort of snowball? Yeah, well, especially in, in practice matches as well. <laughs> like It's easier to, to run a bit more offensive and, and try and get a few touches and, and feel good about yourself. But, yeah, you're right. And, and the Crows, over the last couple of years, their, their effort and intensity around the ball to win it or to tackle the opposition. I think they're, they're one of the most tackling sides in the comp 
in the last couple of years. So that that's never been questioned. But yeah, you're right. It's probably a little bit more of the transition away from the stoppage and, and actually stopping opposition's counter-attack. So they certainly have been doing that. And with a bit of class through the midfield with Rochelle and, and Rankin we've seen in and around the midfield, um, we even saw Tex float around half-back late yeah, in quarters to... Weird. To, to plug some holes there, but he's an excellent field kick. So if you, you, Dawson's come in in the last 12 months as well. So you come in with guys that can actually kick the ball and hit targets and, and change the angles and, and put opposition defences under pressure. That's what we're actually seeing now, that they've got a bit more class going forward, which, which is all the good teams have. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, as you were saying, deployed Rankin and Rochelle very nicely in those pinch hit roles in the midfield. I thought they they worked as they should where their kicking was on show, particularly Rochelle uh, compared to, say, Keys and Schoenberg burnt the ball a little bit. But um, they, they went well rolling through the midfield. McGovern was doing what he does, intercepting at will uh, for the first quarter, just having his way and then they they started to counter that now for for layman's terms Bryce someone who doesn't understand the strategy behind it how do you stop someone like say McGovern's intercepting non-stop what did they do to stop that from happening oh there's probably a, a couple of ways you can stop it or try and get around it you can send someone to him and play a defensive yep. forward where their job for the day is just to tag him basically and and not let him fly for, for marks and mm. just sort of try and scrag and rag and, and not let him have an impact, especially like a player like McGovern who's so good in the air. Or you, you try and play someone on him that is incredibly smart. So as a part of your game plan for that day, play a forward on him that leads up very well. And as a part of your ball movement going forward, if you can use that player as a hit-up player, that'll make... A, a player like a Jeremy McGovern who's looking to drop off, mm. accountable. So if you're going to ignore that lead-up player and just keep kicking it long over his head, Jeremy He's McGovern's going to read that every time. But if you start kicking it low and short to his player who is leading up while McGovern's dropping back, McGovern starts thinking, geez, I actually can't drop off him as quickly now because they're a chance to kick it to him. Yeah. So... That puts him in two minds. Do I go up with him? Do I drop off? What do I, and that you only need that little bit of hesitation mm. to bypass that impact of him coming across and, and intercept marking. So there's a couple of ways that uh, teams will probably look to, to negate that sort of player. Uh, the Tom Stewart types yep. who, who are so good at reading the cues, reading the ball flight early and being able to peel off and be that third intercept marker. Yeah, it was a good watch for Crows fans last night. The other thing that interests me is what they're going to do with Ruck's situation because Rob seems to be a little bit up and down for mine and uh, he's not the most coordinated guy when it comes to uh, the ground ball or um, even marking the forward line. He looked a bit clunky there. But I, I would love to see the Crows experiment maybe with a Himmelberg and Tilthorpe combination at some stage this year. Tilthorpe wasn't playing last night. So, yeah, that's an interesting watch. Now, Bryce, look, the text line's on fire right now. We've got another one uh, countering your view. As a Crows supporter and member in Melbourne, I consider myself a real member, same as any other. Go to every game in Melbourne, plus a couple of Adelaide when I'm able to. Interstate Mel- Interstate members shouldn't be disregarded. Loved their performance last night. 
Go Crows. Push hard for a better year this year. Finals, question mark. Steve from Vermont. So, okay, he's raising the point there that they can count members interstate as well. Well, that's good insight from Steve yeah. to say that. He feels a part of the club and, and feels like they should be counted. And, and if he feels like that, that's, that's great. That's fantastic. So uh, we can add him to the... The insult one, list. One a part of the 100,000 that they're <laughs> aiming to get. We'll, we'll tick him off the list. If anyone else would like to poll Lax Bryce on the text <laughs> line, it's 0427154166. Keep them rolling through. I'm quite enjoying this. Uh, we're at Harbour Town. Come on down and say hello. We're down the southern end. Uh, of course, for our good friends at Solitaire Volkswagen. Bryce, who are our friends at Solitaire? <laughs> We've got a lovely car right next to us. You just pointed to me. It's the XC60. It's out now. It's in stock at Volvo Cars Adelaide. The smarter Volvo XC60 is available for immediate delivery. Test drive today. Volvo Cars Adelaide. Top of 28 today. It's 9.15. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Oh, good morning. We are coming to you from our... That was Shane Warne's 700th wicket because it has been one year since he passed away. God, that's gone quickly, one I reckon. One year already. Yeah, that, when that happened last year, we were just coming together as friends. We certainly were, weren't we? Yeah. It was a, a, a good time. Who would have predicted the journey we've had? But, man, that, that, that has gone quick and uh, it's a good time to reflect on what a profound uh, career he's had. There's that. Net, I reckon a good way to celebrate is if you get on to Netflix and watch that doco, that, that covers it all. But, yeah, good to remember Shane Warne today. It's been one year. Now, there's that Netflix doco, which is fantastic. But, Bryce, I've been watching that AFL stand doco, Show Me the Money, uh, season number two. And you had some cameras follow you around for the Crows at one stage, didn't you? We did. Uh, and how is it? I refuse to watch it, <laughs> just from, it's from a good. personal point of view. You know what? It's good for it's good for the most part, but you can it's tell a, it's about the managers, right? The yeah. managers and getting their players deals is and trades is that. It follows all the key managers uh, as as they get the deals done for Jason Horn Francis and the drama of the trade period, and as they make the calls and wheeling and dealing. And uh, the managers are actually pretty natural throughout. It's just the players say when Jack Bowes was going to Geelong. They went to the beach and followed him and his girlfriend down at the beach. And it was supposed to be like a, <laughs> a bit of a fly-on-the-wall moment. But um, they, they seemed it seemed like an episode of Home and Away almost. They, they knew the cameras were there. Did you feel like that when you when they followed the Crows? What did they ask you to do? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it wasn't 100% real and yeah. raw and, and natural like they probably want it to be. And, I mean, it's hard to compare with all these... Other codes, these overseas documentaries yeah. that like the the Last Dance and oh, the, the Drive to Survive, and they're a lot bigger personalities over there, and yeah. they, and they do not care. They will throw out bold statements till the cows come home, and they they don't care the ramifications. Sort of like yourself that, this morning. That gets rid- but, but here, <laughs> if Hawthorne come out and say we're going to win the flag this year, they just get absolutely ridiculed. 
they get yeah. smacked down. And how can you say that? It's you, such a cultural like, thing, they isn't it? Just get whacked down. So, off the back of sort of that, I mean, they did. They they followed about six clubs around, and Adelaide was a part of that. They followed Sloaney around for the pretty much the entire pre-season. Uh, and don't get me wrong, some mm. of the content and behind-the-scenes footage to give supporters and members and, and football fans a view into what happens day-to-day, some of the stuff was fantastic. But, but some of the, the, the raw you mm. know, footage that they were after in terms of capturing what it's like, I mean, I, I certainly <laughs> I felt when the cameras were around and conversations were happening, you could see, sort of see guys, you know, ducking out of the way and trying to not Rolling say maybe what they're, they're really thinking and yeah. whether they didn't want to be perceived as one thing out of the public or it just, it's just, it just wasn't natural. It didn't yeah. come across as natural. So um, I haven't seen the, the documentary you're talking about, so maybe <laughs> it is a little bit different to what I might be perceiving it, no, but you're I just pretty much don't hit the think, nail on the I head. don't think it. I don't think it'll work. Not, <laughs> if, not here uh, in Australia. Anyway. Just for our listeners, as Bryce Gibbs is talking, his eyes are half like rolled <laughs> back into his head, like. Uh, and, and and two, uh, the clubs had full. Um, they saw all the whole edited version before it went to air. So yeah. if there was actually anything that Good. was controversial or that. You know that raw stuff that could get put out. The club wouldn't have put it out anyway. Yeah. So it certainly the final version is certainly a little bit watered down. Yeah. Well, Bryce, the reason I raise this, and we're going to do this up next, is because Geelong. Uh, one takeaway that I had from this whole documentary is the reason why Geelong goes so well. The way that they make the pitch to the players, the way they roll out Dangerfield and Tom Stewart and talk about their lives, there's a reason why Geelong is so successful and I hate it. We're going to talk about that right up next. It's 9.24, top of 28 degrees. Today you're listening to Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs. Tom Lyon coming to you from Harbortown. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Oh, so good to be with you on this lovely morning. It's going to be a top of 28 degrees. You're listening to Bryce Gibbs' timeline. We're coming to you from Harbortown, so pop on down and say hello. If you're out and about, you want to get a bargain at Harbortown. But we are really here for our beautiful friends at Solitaire Automotive. The Volvo XC60 is now in stock at Volvo Cars Adelaide. The smarter Volvo XC60 is available for immediate delivery, Bryce. Test drive it today at Volvo Cars Adelaide. And what have we got right next to us, Bryce? Well, we have one of the XC60s right in front of us here, Tommy. And I might just jump in and test drive it out of Harbour Town when we leave today. I, I've it got looks to say, magnificent. Very I, sharp. Yeah. Very slick, and it is a car I could see myself driving. Great tech as well. It's all sort of intuitive. You can plug in with it, and a uh, nice four-wheel drive if you want to get off-road. So thanks to you to our good friends at Solitaire Automotive. Now, Bryce, before we were just talking about the Show Me the Money documentary, my biggest takeaway from that was Geelong is just the rich get richer, and Jack Bowes was choosing between Geelong, Hawthorne, and uh, St Kilda, I think it was, or Essendon, Hawthorne offered him significantly a lot more money than what Geelong did. But Geelong rolled out the big dogs, Dangerfield and Tom Stewart. Just listen to how they do the pitch to him and they, they appeal to his uh, sense of purpose in life. 
the scope of 150 years yeah. of history is a really cool thing to yeah, sort of yeah. comprehend and the impact on the community. There's something really cool about yeah. coming to the game, walking past all oh, that, that, and then pulling the hoops on. I know. I forget how much like, history there is in the game. Yeah. Awesome, yeah. We're pretty young. And it's just embraced. Pretty like, special. It's bigger than you, isn't it? Oh, really? Yeah. And just the philosophy on greatness and creating your own and adding to that, you're custodian of the jumper, yeah. you know? Custodian of the jumper. <laughs> Just greatness. Danger Custodian. The, the big lines. History. Wow. Custodians. And uh, that's obviously why I think he whipped out a text that he had text, texted their recruiting manager, uh, Andrew Mackey, halfway through the year saying we've got to get Jack Bowes. So that got him across the line. But, God, I'm sick of it. The Cats got picked seven. Jack Bowes, Oliver Henry, Tanner Bruin after winning a flag. I'm sick of it. It's not fair. So my main message is Scrooge along. Harbour Town, brace your ears because this is a song uh, about my thoughts about Scrooge along. It's like a cat machine. They get everything. Let's give some first round picks to a champion team. And if you got some kids, let Danger make his pitch. History. Then I'll pay them less to be Blixav's bitch. Yeah, the town's a dive and the Bogans thrive. It's the surf coast and tractors that get them high. Yeah, you are thinking Scrooge Having a lifestyle that I really want to live. Oh, you want to scrooge along? Yeah, why do they always choose along? Having a lifestyle that I really want to live. History. History. So jarring, oh, Tommy, you've done it? it again. You know, I went to Geelong once and I've, I was uh, intimidated, to say the least, sitting around the Geelong fan squad and I heard a little girl who was eight years old say the worst, think of the worst swear word that you can think of. Eight-year-old girl in Geelong said that word. Yeah, well, they uh, must breed them differently <laughs> down the highway. They breed them very differently down the highway. Uh, you're listening to SCN Saturdays in SA. It's 9.33, so we've got to get to the news. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Oh, yes, very nice to be down here at Harbour Town. We're down the southern end. Come along and say hello if you can. Tom Lyon, Bryce Gibbs, and we're here thanks to Solitaire Automotive. The Volvo XC60 is now in stock at Volvo Cars Adelaide. The smarter Volvo XC60 available for immediate delivery. Test drive it today. Volvo Cars Adelaide, there's one right next to us, and it looks real nice, Bryce. But, Bryce, Port Adelaide uh, took on Frio um, Thursday night, and got to say it's a little bit underwhelming, although it's a pre-season, so we don't take too much out of that. But um, it, it wasn't what Port fans were wanting to see as yet, was it? No, it wasn't. It was a little bit frustrating, a little bit of a clunky performance by the power. And it's a couple of weeks, or a couple of games in a row, real yeah. three games, if you include the internal trial. There's some similar themes coming out. Uh, and probably just the biggest thing is probably their forward half entries. Yeah. Uh, 
just not quite on the same page, that um, continuity is not there, the... They're not reading the cues as well as they would like. And I think apart from Connor Rosie, um, who has been still what, probably their best player mm. in the preseason games to date, he's, uh, he's been delivering the ball in the forward half uh, better than anyone. Um, outside of that, uh, it's been, uh, yeah, a little bit frustrating. Yeah. Now, Port do, mind you, seem like one of those teams who in the preseason don't show much and then go bang in the, in the year. And that's what I'm hoping for. Um, speaking of the forwards, this is what uh, Ken Hinckley had to say about the forward setup and how that all functioned. It's obvious. I mean, we, we've worked a lot over the summer to get that better, but again, we haven't really had that group together th- even through the last three weeks. So the, the more time they spend together, I can't sit here and say it's, it's, it's perfect by any means, but I can say that it's a work in progress and we know that we've got to keep working at it. We know we're generating enough chances, but we've still got some work to go, clearly. But I think that's around putting pieces out there together. And again, you know, we had we have Rioli and Boak not out there today. We have Dixon for the first time. There's a few things that are, you know, we just need to get them spending time together quickly. I mean, we haven't got much time now, but as I said, come round one, we'll be right. We won't have an excuse. We'll be ready to go. I think there's a quiet confidence there from Ken. He knows his stuff and he knows his players. I think he's quietly confident that they will go bang. Yeah, and, and that's why there's no reason to, to jump at shadows and and start stressing too much because, yeah, he is right. You, you add Junior Rioli, who we know has got some, some skill and some class. Trav's boat has been doing it for, for years and, and Dixon will be better for the run. But it was a couple of um, things he mentioned about the ruck yeah, and the ruck problems that Port are facing. And now we all know they're not short of ruck stocks down at Port Adelaide, but uh, here's what he had to say uh, about Port Adelaide's rucking at the moment. Ah, oh, we got beaten badly. Got beaten badly. That's where the, 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 the game got lost around the around the contest. Purely Fremantle got too many looks going their way and, and they were also able to return the ball off our stoppage win. So their work rate to get out um, after that. But the ruck battle itself, I mean Darcy's a he's a high quality player, we all know that. And Scooter's coming back, hasn't played for a year. Um, he'll only get better from that too. Was he a rider and his time ground was pretty low, was he? Who's that? Yeah, no, we're, we're getting him back into full game conditioning and we're, we're mindful of that and we want to manage him to get back to that stage. He's, he's an older player, so we, we look after him well when we can and that's what pre-season allows you to do. It allows you to be managed, manage your players as well as you can. Oh, I, I, you know, we've got a bit to go. We've got some people to bring back into the side to, to, to adjust to and what that looks like. Charlie will play a bit of ruck, though. I imagine that's that's not going to be unfamiliar for us. We've done it last year, and I can see that being a bit continuous for us. You know, we've got Jeremy to come back into the side at some stage as well, so that'll open up some, some opportunities for us. Yeah, like I said, a little bit of a worry to begin with, but uh, I, I reckon he'll warm into things as well as, as they go along. Look, one other positive takeaway I thought was Miles Bergman. He's going to be a classy winger. He, he was running up and down the ground like crazy and played quite well. Yeah, and he, he's one we probably haven't spoken a lot about. I mean, mm. we, we, we've spoken on this show uh, a few times about who's going to be the next person, next player to break out for Port Adelaide. And we've spoken a lot about... Butters and um, Horn Francis and mm. Xavier Dersmer, uh, a few of these guys. But uh, Miles Bergman, we sort of hadn't really touched on, but he's been probably their Him and Rosie have been their best players in the preseason games that we've seen so far. So he's certainly put his hand up to, to play that Carl Amon mm. wing role that, that uh, now, now is vacant. Um, 
Josh Sin, we haven't seen because we thought he might have been the man to step up in that role, but he's been out with injury. So Miles Bergman's certainly taken that opportunity with both hands and he looks the favourite to, to slip on that wing and he's playing very good footy at the moment. Yeah, very positive for Port. A very nice pick he was, I think, around the 14 mark in the draft. So that's very nice for Port. Now, pivoting now, Bryce, to uh, some sporting news going around uh, worldwide. But let's start with the NRL. The Melbourne Storm had another win. They did. So the NRL kicked off on Thursday night for the 2023 Premiership season. Uh, So do you follow the... NRL, do you, do you like it? Do you, <sighs> so you either like it or you don't? No, nah, like well, if pretty... I'm really honest with you, I couldn't give a crap about the NRL. Doesn't but... get huge exposure here in South Australia. Obviously, not no team or no. obviously New South Wales, Queensland, heavily dominant. They love it. But I will, if it's state of origin, I will tune in every time. I actually don't mind it. We yeah. uh, we shared a facility with the Melbourne Storm at Carlton for a yeah. number of years. So got to know a lot of their players and understood the game and learnt the rules and that sort of thing. So I don't mind watching it. And, and the Storm kicked off the season in the first game against the Parramatta Eels. Mm. And this stat that come out leading into the game, yeah. the Storm have not lost a round one game since Craig Bellamy took charge of the side in 2003. Mm. 2003, Tommy. We were children back then. 20 years. They That's... haven't lost a round one game. And... It's an incredible Fitting, streak. Fittingly, they were down most of the game and scored late to take the game to golden point. Right. And as the Storm do, when it matters, they find a way to win. And the streak continues. They incredible. win in extra time to... Yeah, their round one winning streak continues. That's an incredible streak. It gets you thinking about other winning streaks in a variety of sports. I reckon... The Australian cricket team uh, in the Steve Waugh era, they had 16 tests in a row. That was a that was a pretty good streak, Bryce. Yeah, it certainly was. Um, the Bledisloe Cup is probably not the streak we want uh, <laughs> as the, uh, the the Aussie Wallabies. Get our asses kicked. The, the, the last time they won one was 2002. Yeah. So you think what the Storm have done in the last 20 years with their round one wins... Our Wallabies haven't won a Bledisloe Cup since then, so that's probably not the the streak we want to be no, holding on to. The Kiwis are just so dominant in in that space. Uh, the, I looked up with this one up. The Lakers is the longest streak in the NBA. They won 33 games in 1971-72. So that's something like 40, 50 years ago. If you uh, let us know on the text line 0427154166, actually, if there are any other sporting winning streaks that we've missed just there, I'd be keen to find out because that's a fascinating one. Now, Bryce, just going around with our sports update, obviously Australia have clinched their maiden berth in the final of the World Test Championship after achieving one of cricket's most difficult feats, defeating India on home turf. Travis Head only opening because David Warner has gone home due to injury. He spearheaded the tense morning run chase in indoor to see the Aussies reach their target of 76 in just 75 minutes. So that's over a run a minute, Bryce. The nine-wicket win sees Australia qualify for the World Test Championship decider. I was wondering about that, where that all sort of stood. Um, And that's going to be played at the Oval in London in June. Conveniently coming ahead of their five-test Ashes tour. Now, India will likely be their opponents over there, and I dare say we'll have a much better chance for that. But uh, Smith paid tribute to Travis Head and Manus Labashain, who combined for a knock 
of, of every one of the winning runs in an unbroken stand. Here's Steve Smith. They absorbed some pressure, Marnus and, and Hetty, and then there was a ball change and it looked like it was a fraction softer potentially and at that point it didn't look like it was responding as much off the wicket and that's when Hetty decided to put his foot down and, and did it in his way. The shots he hit were, were outstanding, he hit to hit his areas and um, as soon as you get a few boundaries away when you're chasing 76 it, it, can, it gets away from you pretty quickly so um, it was a clinical batting performance by the boys today. Now I I might be completely wrong here, Tommy, but... <laughs> well, that's never happened. <laughs> and I know it's not as easy to do as to say it. It's easier to say it than just go out and do it, but with, especially with those wickets and what they were doing and how much they were turning and that sort of thing. But they just went out on attack. Yeah. And they just played a bit more of a natural game rather than worrying about, oh, what's the pitch doing? I need to block this. I need to try and sweep this. And more often than not, they got out. They just went and attacked the bowlers played the natural and game. scored with ease, as you said, Freely, yeah. one, uh, run a ball. So maybe we should have just been on a bit more on the attack than, like uh, than not over, over this series in India. Felt like they weren't overthinking it. And also there seemed like a change, like they were trying to get into India's heads, particularly ahead of the, the next test. They just absolutely dominated them. And I, and I reckon that will play mentally on uh, India's minds. One more, Bryce. Now, Australia's best female athletes are making some real money now, cashing in on lucrative deals around the world. News Corp recently released this 20 biggest earners on the rich list, whilst the WPL auction has had a massive impact on the paydays for women cricketers around the globe. It was only enough to garner one entrant into the top 10, but that's our own Ash Gardner ranking 10th on the list with an expected earnings around 850k a year that's pretty good money it certainly is and and well earned too from from ashley she has obviously been uh, a great player for australia for uh, a long time now and um her t20 campaign was was exceptional i think she yeah. was player of the tournament uh and gets uh, a well-earned reward with uh with that divvy right there so it's good to see the mm. gap uh, in you know, if you compare it to, to men's to, to women's pay, that the gap is is Closing. starting to, to close uh, as the years go on. Yeah, rightfully so. And the top four spots were held by female golfers and tennis players. Um, number one on the women's rich list was golf star Minji Lee with a whopping ten million dollars earning in 2022, and our very own lovely Ash Barty. Even though she's retired, she racked up over six and a half million dollars. Not a bad payday for Ash Barty. Bryce yeah, Gibbs. sure. And we we know uh, the star she is and what she's done for Australian tennis uh, over the journey. So um, she's still going pretty well. Our Ash. Yeah, I'm looking forward to her uh, making a comeback. I think it's imminent. But um, up next, Bryce, Australia. Finally got a win over India, first time since 2004, and we've got our boys over there, Barat Sundarason, Adam Collins, and Jared Waitley have uh, wrapped things up over there. We're going to hear from them up next. You're listening to Santa's in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. I'll get that one out. Just a top of 28 degrees. Uh, let us know on the text line 0427 154 166. Any of your hot winning streaks, consecutive wins in sports, if we've missed any. And it is 9.49. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Good morning. Good to be with you. We are coming to you. Using his feet up and over the top of mid-wicket. He'll seal it with a boundary. He does it with authority. 
Mardislava Shane, 28 not out. Head, 49 not out. Australia win by nine wickets and a famous victory at that. Only their second win in India since 2004. Only the third time that India have been defeated at home in over a decade. A magnificent performance from the Australians. Bryce, that is the second time within the whole show that Jace, our lovely producer, who is an absolute gun, has said to me, Tommy, we've got a grab coming in. Uh, you don't have to say a single thing. Are you okay? Yep. And then I just jump straight in. I still love you, Tommy. Things are uh, still, <laughs> still, uh, still an issue, Tommy. <clears throat> Premature, not for the first time. Um, Bryce, that was a fantastic, entertaining game in India. I loved every aspect of it. I was tuning in, even though I was working. I had the cricket on in the background, uh, loving Australia's win. And it was dramatic. There were... Uh, the the pitch was almost a snake pit, basically. The, the spin was phenomenal, and it's good to see some spinners coming through for us. And the goat, how good was the oh, goat? Oh yeah, Jizzy's, Nathan Jizzy's had a good career. Nathan yeah, Lyon. he um, he jumped up. You know, he hasn't been known in this is in my eyes. He hasn't been known to be one of those strike kind of bowlers who jumps up like that, but. He just absolutely demolished them. And uh, our young spinners coming through, like Todd Murphy, um, it, it shows something bright for the future. But Brett Cinderacen and uh, Adam Collins summed things up perfectly after today's play, and uh, here they are now doing that. Adam Collins, Brett Sunderacen, SEN Test Cricket for Henley Homes. Henley.com.au, Australia victorious. A famous day here at Indoor. They win by nine wickets inside 19 overs in pursuit of 76. Travis Head, 49 not out. Marnus Labashain, 28 not out. That doesn't tell the full story, though. The first 40 minutes, they were under the pump. Then the South Australian went nuts. He struck boundaries all over the ground. A towering six, got them going, broke the back of the chase. It was over about 20 minutes later. It was. That first ball when uh, Kawaja facing Ashwin, the ball nearly cleans up KS Bharat behind the stumps. You should have seen Steve Smith and the rest of the Australian dressing room. They would have thought at that point that we are in for a fight. And Steve just spoke to us uh, on SEN and he's, he did have a feeling that maybe the game at that point could have even uh, been dragged into the second session. Yeah. It's, run scoring was so difficult. What, there were 12 runs on the board after 8 or 9 overs. I think there were 13 runs after 10 overs. Yeah, the India gave nothing away. But then the ball gets changed and it's these little things that change things around in test cricket in India uh, and Travis Head starts playing his shots the big six of Ashwin you could see the Indian shoulders started slumping and he called it a, a, a famous day it's one of the most famous wins in Australian cricket history yeah I share that view given that it was one from 17 in India since 2004 before today and it was never going to be easy we said in the pre-game nothing's easy in India for anyone let alone a side batting on that and the first over of the day Ashwin having balls explode. Second ball of the day finds Kawaja's edge nicely patched by KS Barat. They are up and about. They truly believe they can do the remarkable to pull off a miracle. And then they had to withstand all that pressure of the Australians. Labashane was defending well, but, but Head was at times sketchy, albeit playing with soft hands. And he picked the right moment to go. And for whatever reason, it was when they changed the ball. And that wasn't the umpire's initiation either. That was that was India. That was Ashwin who wanted the ball changed. And from there, it fell away very quickly. Three mantras uh, for playing cricket in India or just living in India hold your nerve 
soak in the pressure, embrace the chaos. And that, those are the three things that Australia did brilliantly, not just this morning, but even across the first two days. But especially that morning session when Ashwin and Jadeja are right on top of you. Once again, Manas took his own time. He mm. got under Ashwin's skin, didn't he? They wanted to play this game at their pace. They did that with the ball. They definitely did that with the bat. Uh, and then once Travis Head starts hitting those boundaries, uh, like we said earlier, you knew with 76, that's when the 76 starts looking much smaller than it is. Yeah, Head finishing on 49 out, not out from 53 balls. You could have predicted that. Not the way that he got there, I reckon. We thought he'd go against the hard new ball and try and immediately try fair pressure back. He was three off about 23 balls. The majority of those runs came at a strike rate of about 200 towards the end. It feels like that one over off Ashwin, two fours and a six. Without wanting to overplay it, of course there'll be a degree of recency bias, but he'll look back at that as one of the most important overs and moments oh. in his career because that was when he made himself a match winner. Oh yeah, so many doubts about his play against spin, especially in the subcontinent. Uh, and he spoke about all that to us as well just mm. a while back. Uh, and to come and bat under pressure and that kind of pressure. And we're going to talk a lot about the boundaries and the six he hit. But the way he handled the Indian spinners in those first 10 12 overs, the soft hands, the commitment to the front foot, yes. and, and never played back unless he thought he could play back. Uh, those were signs that um, this is a mature cricketer. This is not the Travis Head who we saw in Pakistan and Sri Lanka. And then from prayer and hope came belief. Uh, and the uh, ability to play a late cut of Ravindra Jadeja on that yes. pitch tells you that we are looking at a very special batter. As for Manas Labashain, he seals it with a big whack over mid-wicket. He tried it earlier in the over, actually, but he, he, he picked the right ball. Uh, one bounce over the rope. It was an emphatic way to win the Test match. Labashain, a red inker in a win in India. It clearly meant an awful lot to him. You saw him after play as well. He did. Uh, he was still buzzing. He was just walking over to a star. Came up to me, gave me a big fist. Brother, I'm enjoying this. And you could see it on his face as well. He was really enjoying his time out in the middle. So was Travis said. And that's something Australia as a team have done better here than they did in Nagpur and Delhi. There were times when they were tense and they got everything that happens in India. The chaos. They allowed it to get to them and that leads to panic. Here they never panicked and if anything it was India that panicked. In the end all over before 11 o'clock local time a special morning uh, for Australian cricket Ten. India losing for just the third time in over a decade at home. It's been an absolute pleasure to bring it all to you on SEN Test Cricket for Henley Homes. Henley.com.au Australia victorious by nine wickets. Well, very nicely wrapped up there by Adam Collins and Bharat Sundarais. And it was amazing days played in India. And our boy Travis Head doing us proud. A lot of love there from around the world for Travis Head online. He's uh, definitely repping our SA people. <laughs> well, he shouldn't have been dropped in the first time, uh, in no, the first place. Disaster. Like, seriously. And he, they, he should not be dropped for the foreseeable future, Tommy. Yeah. Years to, I think he's signed himself in for years to come now. Uh, we have got an exclusive interview with Travis Head coming up very soon. But before that, Bryce, you, uh, you've got something for me. You're putting me under the pump with our new, uh, new segment called Question Time. Yes. Uh, you put five questions to me last week, Tommy. So yep. I've got five for you this week. Fantastic. We're going to get to that very soon. You're on Saturdays in SA. We are powered by Lumo Energy and it's a top of 28 degrees today. Here's the news. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. To you all, you're listening to Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. And we're coming to you from Harbour Town this morning, Ooh, broadcasting yes. live 
down at the southern end, and we're here for the Volvo XC60, now in stock at Volvo Cars Adelaide, the smarter Volvo XC60 available for immediate delivery. Test drive one today at Volvo Cars Adelaide. And a lot of patrons, we have got one of the CX60s yeah. just next to us, Tommy, uh, live right it's, in front of us. It's live. And people, the patrons are starting to fill up here at Harbour Town, and they're having a good look at it too. So it's a yeah. magnificent-looking specimen. It is. It. I. I really want to. I. I want one, Bryce. You do. You <laughs> I do. want it for the tech because I, my car has no tech in it whatsoever. I've got to bring a Bluetooth player with me to listen to a podcast. But they've got it all in the new XC60, and it's good to see a lot of people rolling through, loitering. I like it. I've seen a couple of people I know as well. They've looked at me weirdly, like, "What are you doing there for?" SEN, and I'm like, well, I've got a new career now. This is what I do. I've got a new identity. Don't, you know, you know how people pressure with a new identity. This is what I do. And uh, we're having a good time, Bryce, but what have we got happening right now? Well, Tom, it's time for this. I asked the Prime Minister, if you are so confident about your view for fight back, why won't you call an early election? The, the answer is, mate, mate, because I want the to do you slowly. Oh, very famous line there from Paul Keating. It, I want to do you slowly. It certainly is. <laughs> and you're, you're about to do me slowly. And it's question time. We started this <laughs> last week and you posed five questions to me. Mm. And I'm going to do the same to you this week. Okay, so let's get straight into it. So... I'm going to mirror... The first two questions, I want you to mirror what you asked me last week. Yeah. So your first two questions to me were, who are the starting defenders yeah. in the Adelaide side for round one? So I'm going to ask you, can you give me the starting back line for Port Adelaide right. in round one, please, Tom? Okay. Well, this interest of their back line always fascinates me because they don't have enough... Uh, gorilla types who can take on the big boys, but they're very mobile. So I'm going to say Jonas, Mackenzie, and Aaliyah uh, as a sort of tools who can roll around a bit. Mackenzie is way undersized, but he seems to do a job on a tall. So he's done it well. Aaliyah, Aaliyah is kind of floating across and intercepting as he does, and he's fantastic. And then as the uh, runners and uh, small defenders, I've got Lockie Jones, so he, even though he may pinch hit in the midfield this year, okay. hopefully. Ryan Burton, Darcy Byrne-Jones, absolute star back there. And then I thought Jace Burgoyne's coming up in the game. He's going to maybe have a turn there here, uh, you know, coming off the bench. Uh, couldn't fit Dan Houston in? Well, great question. But I reckon he's going to roll up to the wing, isn't he? Oh, I don't know. You tell me. It's your team. But So you've got uh, Jonas, McKenzie, Aaliyah, Aaliyah, yep. Burton, Burn jones Jones. Yep. Okay. Tom. Yes. Can you give me the starting midfield for the Adelaide Crows? Well, this is what I believe they will be starting with round one. What Matthew Nix will choose. He's going to choose, obviously, Riley O'Brien, which questions uh, about him through the year. I reckon he's got to step up this year. There's going to be Laird, Schoenberg and Berry starting in the middle. Schoenberg is a little bit of point of difference. He's got a, a bit of a pay, bit more pace and he picks the ball up at speed. 
On the wings, we've got Sloan. We've, we can see that's where he's going to play. And Saligo as your really hard-running up-and-down type. And then uh, I reckon they might have Hinch and Malira rotating off the bench there. Wayne How does that Malira. sit with you? Yeah, no, a couple of, um, couple of surprises there. Oh. But you would know more than me. You follow the Crows well. daily. Uh, so w- what we'll do, we've got and nightly. between my starting lineups from last week and yours from yeah. this week, we're only a week or two away from it at- actually coming to fruition. So we'll actually cross-check those and see how we fared. Tommy? Maybe we can collate what we've come up with by next week as the full squads of what we believe will be the starting 22 and we'll post them online, Bryce. Yes, let's do that. So question three, Tom, you are a Crows fan. So if you were (laughs) in charge of the footy department at the Adelaide Football Club for one day and could make one change, what would it be? Sack Matthew. No, only kidding. <laughs> <laughs> only kidding. He's going fantastically well, Matthew Nix. And, and he's shown as well that he's not only uh, a culture guy who can get the culture going, but he's developed a game plan this year, which is a bit different with uh, the lowering of the eyes and the kicking situation. The one thing that I would look at is experimenting with the ruck situation. I would love to see them uh, give Riley Tilthorpe a proper, proper go rucking alongside a bit of a 50-50 situation with uh, Himmelberg. So you would drop Riley O'Brien? If he doesn't perform these first couple of games, I would love to see them experiment with something different. So start with Riley, Phil Thorpe, and then have Elliot Himmelberg or... Or is it Elliot Himmelberg? Yeah, yeah. Just, just those two. Just those two rolling back and forth from up forward. And obviously you've got Tex who will take the ruck up forward a, as well. A bit like what Port did with Jeremy Finlayson and Charlie Dixon Totally. And I think it's a more mobile setup. You know, we might win. Uh, Himmelberg is winning taps last night. And he's more mobile at ground level. Uh, and, you know, obviously Rob is brilliant with the marking around the ground sort of stuff. I feel like he's sometimes hinders the Crows in the midfield tap, and well, they're, they're going to be a bit more reactive to this to where the ball goes. Well, if I've got my Sandful hat on, I hope that doesn't happen because uh, <laughs> if we were to play against Riley O'Brien, he got dropped last year yeah. and came back and had thirty-five touches, seventy-four hitouts, right. and kicked a couple of goals. So Dominated. I hope he's not playing Sandful this year, Rob. Uh, question number four, Tom. Okay. Now you've got a bit of a, a music background. Yeah, you're, you're a musician yourself. Yeah. So if you could join any past or current music group, who would it be? That is such a difficult, difficult question, Bryce. Um, you know, I come, I, you always go back to your formative years, right? And these are the years where you're forming connections in your mind about what music you love most. And these are the songs that I would learn when I was a teenager. And they stay with you for your whole life. I'm sure there's a lot of songs that you listen to when you're sort of age 13 to 16 and they stick with you emotionally. So going by that, Radiohead are such an emotional, moving uh, experience, you know, experience of a band, and and I'd love to be the sh- part of the sheer emotion of, of that performance. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat here. I'm gonna give you one more, and um, no surprises here. The, the Beatles 
But not for the reason you would think, because I watched a doco and saw their creative process, and they just sit around with the guitars, the ba 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 da ba da 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 da, and there's just sort of all this improvisation going on in their creative process, and it, it just looks like a lot of fun. I'd love to be in a songwriting session with um, Paul McCartney. Nailed it, I reckon, Tom. And the last question I've got for you, this one might throw you. <laughs> just tell me just tell me straight. First thing that comes to mind. Is a hot dog a sandwich? No. No. What is it? It's a big old dong within a roll. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're saying a hot dog's a hot dog. It, a hot dog is its own entity. It is, is it? It sits within its own space. It can't be a sandwich because it's it's got the long you know, it's more of a baguette really. It's got a big old sausage in it. A bit of meat between two bits of bread. Yeah. It's its own thing, though. Yeah, yeah. I, okay. I, I say it's its own entity. Okay. You, you got me on the hop there, Bryce. Oh, but I just thought I, I'd throw something yeah. <laughs> What do you think? Is it a sandwich? No, I think a hot dog's a hot dog. Yeah, it's different. yeah. I agree with you. T- definitely yeah. different. Hey, Bryce, up next, we've got something very special. We have an exclusive interview with our boy Travis Head, and he's going to speak about his experiences throughout the game. Uh, how he sees his future in the team and how it felt out there in the middle when he was bloody dominating India. That's coming up next. It's the top of 28 degrees today. You're listening to Tom Lyon, Bryce Gibbs on Saturdays in SA. We are coming to you live from Harbour Town. Still some time to pop down and say hello. There's a few people loitering in front of us and that's wonderful. We're enjoying your company. It's currently 10-12. We'll be back with Travis Head's exclusive interview next. <laughs> This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. And we certainly are experiencing some of that beautiful Saturday sun today. It's the top of 28 degrees. You're listening to Bryce Gibbs, Tom Lyon on Saturdays in SA. It is 10.17 and we are here for Solitaire Automotive. The Volvo XC60 is now in stock at Volvo Cars Adelaide. The smarter Volvo XC60 is available for immediate delivery. Test drive today, Bryce. Volvo Cars Adelaide and we are powered by Lumo Energy and particularly our producer Jace is powered by Lumo SA back in the studio in uh, King William Street over there. But... Bryce, I've been looking forward to this all show because uh, Barat Sundarason and uh, Adam Collins had a sit-down with Travis Head after that monumental knock that he had uh, yesterday and got his thoughts about the whole thing. So here we go. Travis Head, thank you for speaking to SCN after that exhilarating performance. Um, Can you just sum up what it was like just batting out there? Yeah, enjoyable. Um, They are difficult conditions. and yeah, you, you come here this, this morning expecting to win. Uh, everything, everyone expects us to win, but there was that what if uh, moments with some of the moments that we've had throughout the series, but nice to put it to bed. Um, yeah, get a victory, lock in that test championship, put them under pressure for next week, and, and who knows, come out of the series 2 2. Um, it's not obviously what we come to do, but it's something that not many teams have been able to achieve over a long period of time, and they're an exceptional team, and we get that opportunity now, which is nice. I mean, a lot of people would have woken up saying, oh, Australia needs 76 to win. Then you're at the non-strikers and you see that first ball almost clean up the wicketkeeper. I mean, what's going through here? Can you explain what it is like when you're out there and batting? Uh, I think you've got to stay pretty calm. and um, Yeah, it is what it is. and I think we know that over here and I think you come to expect it. It's probably more nervous when it's a good batting wicket and you're under pressure. But if those things happen, you've got to take the good with the bad. We knew um, yeah, it wasn't going to be easy, like I said earlier. And, 
Um, I think we've seen throughout that first 20, 30 overs of the ball um, is the most difficult um, in terms of spin. And then as the wicket, um, I guess the roller wears off, it becomes more, more consistent spin. The ball becomes slightly softer, it becomes more consistent. It's still extremely difficult, but yeah, it's navigating through that first 10, 20 overs. We knew if we could navigate through that first sort of hour, um, put ourselves in a nice position that yeah, hopefully the game would open up for us. And in those first uh, 10, 20 overs, Trav, uh, you also kind of wanted to dictate terms, right, in terms of the pace of the game. Like, so how important was that uh, between you and Manas to do that and not let Jareja and Ashwin get all over you? It's different because I like just getting in the flow yeah. of things. So Manas is one that draws back, I have a crease, waits till everything's perfect. Um, I guess I'm a bit more laid back and a bit more relaxed in terms of that and and don't mind facing and getting in a rhythm of things. So I think you see two different types. I was sort of letting Tajaza go about his business. Ashwin's okay. He's a little bit slower through um, his overs. Um, And especially today, I think, if it wasn't for Rohit going to the bowler a lot, a lot of shining the ball, a lot of like in-between ball stuff, then you may see a different, um, I guess, uh, from us, a different uh, way of going about things. But, yeah, I don't mind facing him uh, as quickly as possible. Uh, I mean, just before the six, you hit a boundary, but that, that period of uh, play, I think you got 23 runs in two overs. It, most of it came off your bat. Uh, was, it, was it intentional? Did you say, okay, this is the moment I pick it and I go for it, or did it just happen to the floor? Um, well, no, there's a ball change there as well. Um, and I'm not 100% sure on the ins and outs of that, but they weren't obviously too pleased about it. Um, whether that changed the, the attitude around that. Um, Ashram has obviously had it on a dime before that period. Um, and, he, and he obviously, once the ball changed, he, he gave up some opportunities to score. So whether that played in the head or whatnot of them, it didn't for us. I was actually, ball changes are the worst as a batter. Yeah. And you see so many ball changes that, that give you a wicket. Is the ball slightly harder? Is the ball slightly softer? Is it going to spin more? So after you draw all the information out of the first 10 overs and you get a ball change, I wasn't overly pleased with it, but pleased in the way that they probably didn't handle it as best as what we did. Uh, on commentary, Trav, I called this... Uh Arguably the most significant innings of your test career. I mean, you had two great home summers, but in all the question marks and doubts about you in the subcontinent, did it feel like that? I mean, now or 15 minutes later, does it feel like you played a very, very important test now? Yeah, it does, um, because yeah, there's been a fair bit of criticism around that um, over the couple of years, and it's such a small blueprint I've spoken about a lot. It's, but it's hard to, I guess, the balancing act of obviously being able to think that, okay, there's all this criticism and you've got to get on with it. Um, until I could have quite easily run down and I want to be aggressive and I want to come out and I want to do things. There's also a record, there's also averages, there's everyone looks at things, quite easy to run down and miss the first one, look like a dick and then it looks even worse. So there's a lot of pressure obviously on the style that I want to play. I've got to own that. I'm really relaxed about that. And um, I feel like my game's in a really good space. I feel like I worked on a lot of things from Sri Lanka and Pakistan, slightly with my attitude, slightly around where my feet work, slightly around my defence, about a shorter stride, not diving my pad at it. Um, all these things have come to this, and that's off two tours, two subcontinent tours. Yeah. So, geez, we would love to turn back the clock and start in, uh, in Pakistan yeah. and play this style. If that never happens. You've got to, I guess, learn on the job a little bit. I've always been very good at trying to learn as quickly yeah. as possible. Um, because I'm not the finished product, I'm nowhere near it, and, um, but it's nice to contribute, nice to play a little role. And just opening the batting, I mean, do you think uh, this could be a role, uh, I mean, Davey will come back at some point, Dave Warner, but uh, is it a role you see going forward being something you want to do? I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, I think that's been the feedback as well, yeah. is that over here, um, I guess, trying to fit the mould of what Davey does over here, yeah. being slightly aggressive, um, obviously it's the, it can be the best time of all, and, and the question marks around my spin play. Um, yeah. Hopefully the ball skids a little bit more, maybe get a couple of overs of pace, can get me in the game a little bit more. Um, I still feel like I would do a great job yeah. here at five and I feel like the way that I've played and the, and the way that my movements have been would 
suit me still batting in the middle order. I think my, the, the changes and the improvement I've done over my game would still suit me to bat in the middle order in this test match. But there's a job to do. I want to be playing test cricket. For me to be in the team at the moment, to be open in the batting and play a role, but I don't foresee it going um, in the future. Maybe if we come back to India. And, but, um, but I think that feedback's been pretty clear that this is a one sort of serious job and then um, we move on. Yeah. And just finally, I... I I sent a little, I implored just to let you keep the, the moustache, like, so hopefully she was listening to SEN, and <laughs> it's working for you, Travis Head, it's working for you. Only allowed to do it on tour. Um, what do we got? We got a couple more weeks here, one day, so I'll, I'll probably keep it for one day, and then I've got a wedding a few weeks uh, once I get home, so I'm uh, looking forward to that, but um, Jess is giving me, uh, you have to be on the altar with no, uh, no facial hair and a nice haircut, <laughs> so... I'm growing it all out as quickly as I can and I'll get rid of it when I get home. You're looking very well and you're batting really well. Thank you Thank so you. much for speaking to Cheers, us. Man. Well done. Thanks, mate. Cheers. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Oh, we've had such a wonderful time down here at Harbour Town. Very well looked after, Bryce Gibbs. As the sun is shining. We've had lovely people floating around saying hello, and we've had a very fun time. How about you, mate? Have you enjoyed this? It's been great. Great little change-up. Yeah. Out on the road. Um, obviously, Harbour Town here. Great. Are you going to head down and snap up a couple of bargains? I think I am. Before the day's out? I'm looking at a few people walking out with bags of, uh, you just as I was saying earlier, your basics, your white T-shirts, your... Your dressy jeans, things that get you ready for autumn. And as I say, this isn't a fashion podcast. This is a sports show. But we're, we're going to venture out, I think, and uh, hold hands and have a look at a few of the items that are up for sale. Oh, sports show. There's plenty of sport. We've got Under yeah. Armour behind us and Adidas are floating around as well. So there's, there's plenty of feeler down here as well. There's plenty of sports stores that you can get involved in as well, Tommy. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful scenery. And, of course, we're here for Solitaire Automotive, our friends uh, with the Volvo XC60 now in stock at Volvo Cars Adelaide. The smarter Volvo XC60 available for immediate delivery. Test drive today, Bryce. Uh, anything on today? Well, a lot of Sandful games have yeah. kicked off this weekend, the first round of trial games. So my South Adelaide are taking on West Adelaide up at uh, Flinders Uni Stadium. So I'm going to head up there and do some coaching, Tommy. Uh, love it. Love it. Yeah, they will listen to every word you say. They'll be hanging off it. It's been good to be with you today. We will catch you next Saturday morning. Tom Lyon, Bryce Gibbs signing out. It's 10.29, top of 28 today. We'll catch you next week. <laughs>